we've got Rangers, we've got Lightning, we got a rubber match, the third matchup between the Rangers and the Lightning this season, and we got a very special crossover edition for everybody here today uh, between Locked On New York Rangers and Locked On Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> Welcome back, Ranger fans and Lightning fans. It's John Chick with Locked On New York Rangers, joined by my good friend Adam Denker of Locked On Tampa Bay Lightning. Adam, how are we doing today, buddy? Hey, we're doing great, John. We're, the season's winding down. Uh, the Lightning look to, to be in some sort of playoff form. We'll obviously get into that. But, yeah, it's really exciting. These last couple of games of the season, you kind of start to see a glimpse of what you're probably going to get uh, come first round of the playoffs. Yeah, it's an always an, an interesting time of the year around this time because teams are starting to clinch playoffs and then, uh, you know, certain teams, you know, get locked into a certain playoff spot where they can't go up and or down in the standings. And uh, that always creates kind of an interesting situation as far as, you know, do you step on the gas for home ice? And I, I figure we can get to that a little bit later in today's episode. But uh, for the time being, man, I, I just got to ask you about the lightning and the general vibe uh, around the team, how you're feeling about them, obviously. Uh, they've won the Eastern Conference the last three years, going for three Stanley Cups in four years. Do they look like the team that, you know, is, is on the, the road to potentially doing exactly all, all of those things? They're starting to. They're, they're starting to. Uh, March was pretty rough. February wasn't that much better. Uh, January was really the highlight of the season thus far. And other than that, you take January out of the equation, it's just kind of been an up and down season for the Lightning. And these last four games, you know, win or lose, they're on the they're in the midst of a three game win streak. But prior to on that win streak, uh, playing a very good game up in Boston, and then you're really starting to see a really good performance on out of Andre Vasilevsky, who has really struggled immensely this year. Uh, two shutouts in his last eight games, which is obviously something you definitely want to see from your star goalie. Uh, so you know, if the if he could get back on the right track and and consistently play like this, uh, I think the sky's the limit for Tampa. Uh, as to what they could accomplish in the playoffs. Yeah, it's kind of the same deal with the Rangers right now. It's interesting that you mentioned Vasilevsky, and I guess, you know, by his own lofty standards, maybe a little bit of a down season for him, even though uh, we know, Adam, there, there's goalies around this league that would cut, kill for the season that he's ha having right now. Um, and it's kind of the same thing with Igor Shesterkin. You know, he went through some struggles early in the season, as did pretty much the entire Ranger team. But, I mean, if you take a look at, you know, the past – 10, 12, 15 games, however far you want to go back. I think Igor's at the top of his game, and I think that's uh, you know kind of instilling some confidence into this Ranger team. I think Ranger fans are feeling a lot better. And, you know, I think it would also be unfair uh, for myself or really any Ranger fan, any hockey fan, to hold Igor Sesterkin to the standard of what he did last year. I mean, that was a season for the ages, one of the best seasons we've ever seen a goalie have. It's not supposed to be that easy. And, you know, obviously he went through some scuffles this year. I don't think either Igor or Vasilevsky will win a Vesna this year. But, man, as, as far as, you know, goalies in the Stanley Cup playoffs, I'd take my chances with the two of them, maybe before anybody else in this entire league. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. I think uh, we could all agree Linus Allmark probably locked up the Vesna trophy uh, probably back in, I want to say, November, maybe <laughs> maybe a little earlier than that. But, yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. When our goaltenders are at the top of their game, I mean, there's no – there's there's really no limit as to what our teams could could really accomplish down the run. And and my question is to you, because we kind of saw this with the lightning uh, and, and it was also kind of a situational thing with us. 
is that there were certain nights where Vasilevsky just didn't have it. And then there was other nights where he wasn't really getting much help in front. Uh, was it more so the fact that you guys were maybe a little weak in front of Shesterkin at times, or was it just, you know, maybe a Vezina trophy hangover that we've seen from Igor thus far this year? You know, the, the worst stretch that the Rangers had uh, this season, and really, you know, both seasons of the Gerard Gallant era, was in November in the fall of this year. It might have spilled into December just a little bit, but uh, they, they were just playing god-awful hockey. And, and Igor Shesterkin was not making the saves that you expect him to make by that same token. Uh, yeah, he wasn't getting any help. It, it felt like there were players on the Rangers who were skating around with pianos on their backs. That, that's kind of the analogy that I've used. And I'm, I'm watching this team early this season, and they really struggled. And I'm thinking, like, man, did I just, like, overrate the speed of every single player on this team? Because they just look so slow and so lethargic. Um, they eventually got it together. The uh, the Jacob Truba helmet toss seemed to collectively snap them out of it. But, um, yeah, man, just kind of a nasty combination of Igor Shesterkin clearly not being at his best and also not getting any help whatsoever. They went through a stretch there where, um, you know, last year, of course, they found ways to win any possible way you could find a way to lose a game the Rangers are finding a way to do it so uh it's nice to see that they've obviously turned the corner there and uh you know the entire team and Igor Shesterkin alike obviously playing a heck of a lot better recently yeah that's definitely what you need especially down the stretch from your team I know from uh you use the analogy piano on your back uh you know that actually I kind of kicking myself right now not thinking about that because really one player on this lightning team that has really been skating around with a piano on his back all season has been Victor Hedman. I mean, a really uncharacteristic season from Hedy this season. You know, the goals haven't really come in spurts. He's coming off a career high in goals, 20 last year, and and, and really been dealing with injury. But he's starting to figure it out, and, and maybe that has something to do with Vasilevsky's struggles this year. But, um, you know, we've spoken about here with the Lightning how Braden Point has just had a magical season, uh, close nearing really the 50 goal mark, uh, along with Nikita Kucherov uh, eclipsing 100 points on the season. Who was it for the Rangers this year that has really taken their game up to another level? I think I know the answer, but I definitely want to hear it from the expert himself. You know, yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple of different guys you could throw into that mix there. I, I think Philip Heedle, you know, hitting 20 goals for the first time this season. He, he's really, um, you know, provide the Rangers with some secondary scoring. Uh, for a while there, there were some Ranger fans that really wanted to see Heedle play with Panarin. Although I, I think Trocek's done a heck of a job there. And I think they should probably uh, stick with Trocek and Panarin together. And, um, you know, for the most part, you can always tweak it here and there. Uh, but the kid line's been fantastic. You've got Heedle, Kako, and Lafreniere. They've really played well down the stretch here and could really be an X-factor uh, going into the playoffs as well. And, um, you know, you, you almost start to take players like this for granted, but Mika Zibanejad, man, I mean, this guy just brings it every single night. Um, the points are one thing that obviously jumps off the screen when you're checking the stats and everything, but man, this guy, he plays in all three zones and he, he really does do uh, a little bit of everything to help the Rangers win a uh, great defensive forward, a uh, huge part of the penalty kill. And uh, again, just somebody that brings it every single night, you know, he's always ready to go. And uh, as far as players in the Rangers, he's, Probably the player that I worry about the absolute least. Uh, he's done a heck of a job. And uh, how, how about for Tampa? You know, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, the one guy, but um, who who uh, who else who else has really kind of taken their game to a new level there for Tampa? Uh, Brandon Hagel, really, hands down, has just really been the guy who has stepped up time and time again this season. You know, his numbers not exactly jumping off the page in terms of what you you see out of a guy who who is really the lightning rod of this team. I mean, we always talk about Stamkos. We always talk about Point. We always talk about Kucherov. But 
Brandon Hagel, after having somewhat of a, of a really disappointing performance since being traded over from Chicago last year, uh, really picking it up this season, um, kind of looking like Braden Point at times uh, on the ice. So, you know, Brandon Hagel really just been uh, the, the guy who has really stepped up this year. Another guy, Alex Kalorn, uh, pretty much disappeared uh, throughout the playoffs last year. John, you probably remember during the Eastern Conference Finals, Alex Kalorn was probably nowhere to be found. Uh, up into that point, and especially in that series, uh, really bounced back in a big way this year for this team. So when you have guys like that on your lower lines and guys that you also you could just move around freely, it just makes a whole world of difference for this Lightning team. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I, I figure I definitely want to talk a little bit about the trade deadline. Lightning were a little bit quiet this year, although they, they did make a, a minor move or two. Um, and I, I figure we can get to that in a second. But first, Adam, shall we uh, let everybody know about uh, our new sponsor, Game Time, here? Yeah, uh, I'm. in case you haven't heard, John, I'm going to tomorrow night's game, Lightning yeah. Rangers at the Garden. It's a can't-miss game. And listen, I had such a tough time looking for tickets, not only last minute, but looking for tickets that were affordable. And I went over to our friends at Game Time. Now, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful like my time was. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You could stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the event that and the fun that you will have. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time app one more time. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed all right and uh adam and i would just like to each thank everybody for making locked on new york rangers and locked on tampa Bay lightning your first listen every day both shows are free on all platforms including youtube and uh adam you know just a second ago i mentioned the trade deadline tampa maybe a little on the quiet side this year but they do go out and they get uh tanner Janot, and it looks like he saw it in on the fourth line there which is probably what you would expect uh yeah. they gave up a little bit to get him though you know they they sent to nashville a uh, cow foot, a conditional first, a second, a third, fourth, and fifth uh, for this upcoming season. So um, just your thoughts on uh, adding Tanner Genoa. It felt like a little bit of a tall price to pay, but uh, the floor is yours, man. What were your thoughts on the uh, the trade there? Well, there is a lot of names being thrown out there for the Lightning to pick up. And, and I think really – as, as soon as some of those names started to fall off the board, you know, Tanner Janot became more and more the clear-cut choice for the Lightning. As we all know, over the last three or so seasons, the Lightning have basically made it their their prime objective to, to get a third-line player or a depth guy at the, the deadline, and Tanner Janot was no exception in that, right? Uh, can score a little bit, had a little bit of a downturn this year with his scoring, but could still come out play physical, get into the dirty areas. And that's something that the Lightning have really lacked this entire season, especially, you know, I, I hate to bring back the ghost of Lightning Pass, but, you know, with the exits of Yanni Gord and, and Blake Coleman and, and you know, the list goes on of other players as well that, you know, have, have left this Lightning team, Jan Ruda, Ryan McDonough, you know, the list goes on of players who were able to do a little bit of everything here and there. It's been struck. It's been really bit, of a, of a almost a shock for the lightning this year where they haven't been able to excel in those areas. So going after uh, Tanner Janot was really at that point, once they zeroed on him, uh, a prime objective. And yeah, I disagree. 
you know, with what they gave up, I mean, the Lightning's assets are already really depleted as it is. So giving up that much more to get him uh, was really a tall order. Um, he hasn't really scored that much thus far. He got his first goal the other night, though. So that is a little bit of a plus there for the Lightning. Um, I, I think it's going to take him a little bit longer to get acclimated. You know, he's still very young. Uh, the Lightning have him locked up for the foreseeable future. They have his rights. He is a an RFA once his contract is up. I think at long term, it's going to be a good deal. Obviously, John, with, with the price that they paid, uh, Lightning fans want to see a little bit more um, immediate production. But I think in the long run, especially as we get into the, the late stages of the playoffs, if the Lightning do advance, I think a guy like Tanner Janot will be uh, really the guy that they'll be looking for to help them out. Yeah, I think his style obviously, uh, you know, plays well, translates well to the Stanley Cup playoffs. And as you mentioned, you know, the, the Lightning have lost some of those uh, those sandpaper guys, those glue guys and those physical players. And obviously he brings that dimension. And, um, you know, as for the Rangers, obviously a uh, busy trade deadline for them. And uh, Adam, I, I my head is still, I feel like even all these weeks later, the fact that Patrick Kane is a Ranger is like, it's almost still kind of sinking in for me. Um, just kind of a surreal situation where they took a little page out of the Lightning's playbook, did some salary cap gymnastics, and found a way to make it all work. But uh, it's obviously a very exciting time here uh, for the Rangers. What did you think when they they go out and they get you know because Tarasenko was somewhat expected, then you had Patrick Kane. I mean, pretty crazy, right? Well, when when you know from the outside looking in, John, when we all saw the Tarasenko trade happen. It was like, all right, now there's no way they could get Kane. You know, it's either or, either one or the other. And then once you get the announcement that they got Kane, I think I texted you that day too. I think yeah. I, I think I said, I can't believe you guys did it. And and yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where not only it was a great addition, it was a no-brainer. I mean, we've been hearing about Kane to the Rangers, I think, since opening night. Really, I think that was a rumor that was going around for a very long time because I think that was really the only realistic team that Patrick Kane wanted to go to if he were to be traded. And it's one of those things, John, and I'm curious how you feel about this. It makes all the teams, I mean, this is already a ridiculously competitive conference as it is. It makes what it, it you know, it, it makes all the other teams, including the Lightning, kind of pick up their heads and be like, whoa, like the Rangers are for real. You know, this could be a very dangerous team down the road, especially if Kane goes off, you know, especially in the playoffs. How does that make you feel that almost like even though record wise, you know, you're you're not at the top. But how does it feel that you're kind of like that team that's rolling around with the target on its back now? Yeah, it's crazy. It's definitely a different dynamic from last season. You know, last season, the Rangers were kind of the upstart team that I really don't think anybody took them all that seriously through the entire yeah. regular season. And uh, even into the playoffs, you know, oh, they only beat the Penguins because they didn't have a goalie. And it's like, dude, we came back from 3-1 uh, yeah. against, you know, a veteran team that has a core that's won a bunch of Stanley Cups. So, I mean, I, I thought right there they, they'd start to get some respect. And I think it finally happened once they got past the Canes. But yeah, man, totally different dynamic this season. And it's interesting because right now um, it looks like they're going to finish third in the Metro. I mean, they, they could still jump one of the other two teams, but they would have to slump down the stretch. Um, so, yeah, it, it's crazy. I mean, you've got this arms race, and it's just it's insane how many great teams there are in the Eastern Conference right now. You could really make a case for just about any of the playoff teams, the teams that get into the playoffs, uh, potentially going on a run, potentially representing the Eastern Conference uh, when it comes to the Stanley Cup Finals. So uh, it's going to be crazy. And yeah, the Rangers have put together this ultra-talented team, uh, you know, you know, just talented players up and down the roster, guys that bring a lot to the table. They were very active at the trade deadline for the second straight year. 
But man, they even in the first round, they are going to have a hell of a test because they're either going up against the Devils, who've beaten the Rangers three out of four this year, or up against the Hurricanes. And you know, the Canes, one of those teams that's kind of been knocking on the door the past couple of seasons. And uh, any year, it could be their year. I know they lost Svechnikov, yeah. and that's obviously going to hurt. But uh, they're one of those teams that's been really close. They'll be looking for payback against the Rangers this year, I'm sure. So, yeah, man, I, I could easily see the Rangers going on another run, but it's going to be an absolute dogfight, man. There's no easy out in the entire Eastern Conference this season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the same for the Lightning as well. I mean, another rematch uh, in the in, in the, the works for the Lightning, they'll be going up against the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's pretty much been set in stone. Uh, I think since I think since probably February, we kind of all knew that this was going to happen. Um, I mean, you know, the 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 Maple Leafs lost uh, Ryan O'Reilly for the foreseeable future, kind of pretty much undoing all their moves at the deadline. So it, you're kind of starting from square one if you're a if you're a Leafs fan. But yeah, that's going to be a crazy series. The Lightning were down, I believe, two one at one point. Had to win. Uh, had to come back and, and claw their way up in Toronto, end up winning in game seven. So, you know, it's no easy test for the Lightning as well. I mean, and, you know, both of us, we also have to contend with the Boston Bruins. Uh, you know, let's just take a little moment to, to kind of appreciate the juggernaut that the Bruins have been all season long. I, I you know, we're, we're in April right now, and we're, I think, at least for me, John, I don't know about you, but I'm still marveling at the fact that this team, who we kind of expected to take a step back, uh, given the age of their team, they're they've blown everybody away. I mean, you look at it this way, you know, you advance past the Devils or we advance past the Maple Leafs. And at some point, if you continue to go, unless, you know, they fall, you have to play Boston. And that's somewhat of a daunting task that you have to look towards, too. Yeah, the, the Rangers, you know, they played the Bruins three times this season. The Bruins won all three matchups. And there were times where it looked like the Rangers were a little bit overwhelmed and just, you know, couldn't keep up with them. And to your point, Adam, yeah, I mean, we're kind of waiting for this changing of the guard in the Eastern Conference. The three teams that I'm just like waiting to, you know, eventually collapse have been the Bruins and the Penguins and the Capitals. We we got it with the Caps this year. You know, they were actually yeah. sellers at the deadline. Uh, the Penguins, you know, they're, they're like a cockroach that won't die. They're probably going to claw their way into the playoffs. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But I mean, the Bruins, yeah, I mean, who, who could have seen this coming? Not only with the best record in the NHL, but uh, the best record by light years. They basically had the president's trophy wrapped up since about December. Or that's what it yeah. feels like anyway. Uh, just just crazy stuff. And yeah, man, I mean, just just looking at the teams that are going to make the playoffs here, it, it's going to be absolute insanity and must see TV for sure. And uh, I actually want to ask you, since we pretty much, you know, we know that Tampa and Toronto are going to play each other. I want to get your thoughts on that upcoming series for sure. But uh, first, Adam, I think we should let everybody know yeah. uh, that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers and Locked On Tampa Bay Lightning is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories, then you've got to try a Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? For starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to a Sam's Club, 
run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hip flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank us later. And so, yeah, Adam, I definitely want to get your thoughts. I mean, we, like we've been talking about, that this matchup has basically been set in stone. They played each other in the first round last year. Tampa, Toronto, superstars up and down the lineup, a lot of offensive firepower on, on both sides. And uh, can Tampa do it again, man? Can they turn back uh, Toronto and uh, continue this this trend where Toronto just cannot get out of the first round of the playoffs? I Like I said at the top of the show, I, I think it really comes down to if – we see the same team that we've seen from the Lightning over the last four games. I, I don't see a reason as to why not. Having said that, though, I don't think that Toronto is just going to roll over and die. You know, I think this is going to be another seven-game series again. And I think that's the frustrating thing almost to a certain extent, especially in the first round, John. Maybe you could agree with me on that is that, you know, you win the series and it's just like, Kind of would have liked it to be wrapped up in maybe five, maybe six. But obviously, we can't have everything we we want in this life, can we? But no. I, I I think that, you know, obviously, at the same time, you, you can't just expect Toronto to just roll over. I think they're very tough. I mean, anytime you have Neilander, uh, Tavares, Matthews, the Bunting, the, the list goes on of the weapons, like you said, superstars up and down the line. Uh, it's going to be a tough task, and and I think really what it comes down to in that series is going to be really uh, goaltending. Vasilevsky, like I said, has been playing very well as of late. Now, can he continue that uh, has yet to be seen, and and I've been saying over I, – I actually said it on yesterday's episode of Locked on Lightning how – Really, I think that this week, uh, these two matchups, uh, tomorrow night against the uh, the Rangers and then the night after against the Islanders, I think we're really going to see what kind of goaltender we're going to get out of Vasilevsky come playoff time. Now, um, kind of switching it over to you, what are you expecting out of Shesterkin going into the playoffs? Are we going to see more so of what we saw last year where he kind of carried this team at times? Or is this going to be a group effort where really everybody's going to have to step up and, and really find ways to just wiggle out a win on a nightly basis in the playoffs? I'll get to Igor in just a second, but yeah. let me just echo your sentiments real quick. It would be really nice for the Rangers to just one time have like an easy playoff series win. But <laughs> yeah. man, we we both know, Adam, those are few and far between in this league. Yeah. I think the last time <laughs> the last time the Rangers had an easy playoff series win was against the Atlanta Thrashers in like 2006. And they, they like swept them right out of the league basically. But, um, but as for Eeyore, yeah, man, I mean, he certainly has that in him. He's certainly capable of uh, stealing some games in the playoffs and uh, carrying this team. If, if the Rangers need him to do that. Um, I wouldn't say that he's carried the Rangers recently because the Rangers as a whole have played very well. Um, but yeah, man, he's, he's back to being, you know, very close to the Igor that we saw last season and in yeah. our most recent episode of Lockdown Rangers, I was, you know, recapping a five to two win over the Caps. And toward the end of the episode, I kind of commented that, you know, I haven't really talked about Igor a whole lot in this episode. But part of the reason for that is I don't feel like I really need to right now because he's right. getting back to being the Igor that we all know and love. And he's just going to go out there and do what he does. I mean, you never know what can happen in the playoffs. Last year could have been a completely different story um, if things had gone a little bit differently because, you know, game three against Pittsburgh, he gets shelled and he gets pulled. Game four, same exact thing. Game five, Rangers were down 2 nothing in that game. You know, if the Rangers lose that game and go out with a whimper, then uh, that would have been a really long offseason. And I, I think there probably would have been a somewhat unfair narrative about Igor, like, oh, look, he can't get it done in the playoffs. So I I'm glad the Rangers turned it around, went on that run that they had there. And, um, you know, I think Igor will be a big game goalie, you know, throughout his career here. And uh, I expect him to, to be at the top of his game come playoff time for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm curious, my last question to you, you know, with, with Igor is, can he do it tomorrow night against my lightning? You know, the, both our teams have been rolling as of late, and I guess that's a good place to end it where Rangers are coming to this seven, two and one. My boys are six and four. Uh, Unless unless John Cooper or Gerard Gallant has something else rolled up their sleeves in terms of how they want to roll out uh, the goaltending situations, uh, you're getting you know superstar versus superstar. You're getting possibly another preview of a, a potential rematch in the playoffs. I mean, what are the keys to this game for the New York Rangers in order to pick up a W at the Garden? Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost, you, you got to stop that that top Tampa Bay line with Point and Stamkos and uh, Kucherov. I mean, that's obviously a uh, very potent top line to say the least. And uh, they're going to be matched up against Zabanajad, Kreider, and Kane, it would appear, uh, you know, assuming there are no line changes between now and the start of the game. Um, but I can see this being a little bit of a defensive struggle. I mean, I know both these teams have a lot of firepower, but the way I see it, you know, they're both rested. Tampa last played on Saturday. Rangers last played on Sunday. Uh, they're going into the first game of back-to-back, -back, both these teams. So I got to believe, to your point, Adam, we're at Igor versus Vasilevsky for this one. Uh, the Rangers in Tampa have played two low-scoring games this year. A lot of the games in the conference final last year were low-scoring. Obviously, the goalies have a lot to do with that. I could see this being a little bit of a you know playoff dress rehearsal here. There's no love lost between these teams. Obviously, they met in the playoffs last year. So uh, I could see this being a pretty intense, uh, you know, hard-hitting, fairly low-scoring game. Obviously, again, you never know for sure. And, and either yeah. one of these teams can go off and put up a lot of goals. But uh, I see it being a little bit low scoring. And if I'm going to toss out a prediction, I'll say that the Rangers edge them out with a, a three to two win. And uh, give me Filipino to score a goal for the Rangers. But but how about you, Adam? Any prediction as far as like a final score or anything? Well, I think first and foremost, what the Lightning need to do is they need to come out of the gate swinging. That's been a problem for them pretty much over the last, you know, last four to five months, uh, pretty much the whole season, uh, they come out and kind of just allow the opposing team to dictate the pace of the game. And, you know, they evolve as the game goes on, which is great, but it doesn't help if, you know, you give up five goals and you only score two and you start to wake up with three minutes left. It's a little bit, you know, too late for that. On the other side, what the Lightning need to also do is they need to capitalize on their power play chances. You know, that this thus far this year, they've, they, they've, they're, they're fifth in the league, and that's great, 25%. But don't let that fool you. They score in bunches on the special team. So really what they have to do is be more consistent, get better chances. And if they could do that with their normal play in the neutral zone and give Vasilevsky a chance early on to get settled, I don't see why not this team can't go out and, and beat you guys 3-1 uh, to one at the Garden. Fair enough, fair enough. And uh, Adam, you're going to have the pleasure of attending the game. So let me just say, you know, ha have a blast. Where are your seats? Are you up high? Uh, I think I'm up high. I, I don't remember. I, I bought them a very long time ago with, from our friends at game time. So I, you know, I'm sure I'll find out when I go in tomorrow. But I, if I had to bet money on that, I would probably say uh, it was probably up by the Chase Bridge. All right. Fair enough, yeah. man. Uh, definitely, you know, share a picture of that on Twitter. Let, it, let us see the the, the game from how you're looking at it. And uh, yeah, like I said, enjoy the game and uh, Ranger fans and lightning fans. Thank you guys as always for tuning in and Adam and I will see you next time.